You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Hey, uh, Yoni Coders. Welcome to the pod. Today, we are speaking to one of my favorite subjects, uh, definitely in my line of work. I love preparing women not only and and couples not only for the birth process that intense transformation of birth but also what comes after. <laughs> and so we are talking to to you today and speaking to you today um about intentional postpartum mm. and how to cultivate that. And uh Melissa has great wisdom here as well to share in in her personal experience and preparing for her twins entry into the world because as you can imagine there were a lot of stories around oh you'll never sleep again and especially when it comes to twins so yeah we're really excited to bring this one to you and also want to to preface before we get into it Today, we're speaking to intentional postpartum. So we want this to be, we're going to focus more on your relationship with self, relationship with yourself postpartum, and how that relates to a partnership that you may have. And we do plan to go into more of like episodes around intentional motherhood. But today, we're focusing on that postpartum shift, whether you're three weeks in, still pregnant, or maybe even a year in into your postpartum journey and um, we feel like this conversation will still be relevant just as you're talking about that because I feel like there's I actually like googled this like how long is postpartum yeah. and like <laughs> google is going to tell you that it's like six to eight weeks it's like the first six to eight weeks and then after that you know everything goes back to normal and this is what culture shows us but mm. I there's a podcast a mentor of mine was actually sharing this with me that she was listening to a podcast with an OB-GYN. I think it was an OB-GYN speaking to her experience working with women and just what, like what a woman goes through in pregnancy. And she said, it's equivalent to training for the Olympics. So mm-hmm. what a woman goes through during pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum is equivalent to when an athlete goes through training for four years before be participating in the Olympics and going through the Olympics. And the reason why the Olympics are so spread out is because that's how long it takes for an athlete to actually recover. And so when you think about it, it's like, that's our postpartum period. It is not six to eight weeks. It is not three or four months. It is not a year. If you're three years in, you're still in your postpartum period. I do not care what anybody else says. Totally. And especially if you're a, a, like it's a, you're a first time mom and you don't know the ropes yet. I mean, and I'm sure every kid is different too. Every pregnancy, every postpartum period is different. So I just want to keep 
your, your heart open to this conversation here. Cause it doesn't matter where you are in that experience. Postpartum absolutely applies to you. Yes. Oh, well, and I would even say for mamas who have had subsequent babies, like back to back, that depletion that's in your body, I, I can speak to that with my own personal experience of having the three kids within a six year period. Like there is a, a definite um, feeling of like, oh, wow, like how, how do I nourish myself? How do I come back to myself? And, and a lot of this starts in our preparation in pregnancy and how we treat our um, our bodies, how we treat our emotional being and how we connect with our spiritual selves. Mm-hmm. These, these three pillars really are important to, to honor in our pregnancy so that when we move into our postpartum time, they're honored then too. Yeah, I could definitely speak to that. Like my pregnancy, I, maybe it was because we were expecting twins Um, but you know, we had, my fertility journey was a long one and I felt like when we finally like, oh my gosh, this is happening. It was like, I want to prepare as much as possible, but not in the sense of, I mean, yes, practically speaking, I want to make sure that we're set up and, you know, but it, it, it was a very like emotionally, spiritually, mentally energetic process that we were healing through and growing through and evolving through. It served us very, very well um, because I did have a really positive experience. And that's not to say that it was all easy breezy because hello to new babies um, is craziness, right? (laughs) But like everything that I had been told, you know, you're never going to sleep again, you know, oh my gosh, like you're never going to work again. Like just the things that people say to you, it was like, no, I'm going to have a different experience. And I'm going to do that by preparing myself and nurturing myself, nourishing myself in the best way possible. And that's where it started for me. So yeah, if I could give anybody any piece of advice, like start before you get there, if you can. Mm -hmm. And if you're past that point, no worries. We're going to get to that as well. Yeah. So I feel like this is a great time to like segue in like to, to how do we prepare in pregnancy? And I feel from my personal experience and I know you can speak to this too. We're both in long-term nurturing partnerships and I feel like that was one of the pillars for my, I mean, I've had, for those that are just tuning in, maybe this is the first time you've tuned into our podcast. um, I have four children. So I've gone through this four times and I can say for certain that my, my last two postpartum experiences have been my most nourished. And a big piece of that was how I was able to communicate with my partner and really nourish our relationship in pregnancy so that when baby came into our family, shifted our entire family dynamic. It was not only was I born a new woman, not only was a baby born, but my husband was now a new father. Every time we go through this transformation, we, we do go through a recoding of our being. And our whole family was rebirthed as well, which I'm getting goosebumps just like <laughs> saying that out loud because it, it was amazing and expansive, but also 
there were challenges. So reconnecting with my husband in pregnancy was super important or staying connected in pregnancy. So we were very intentional about getting away from the other children yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and having time, just the two of us. And we were very blessed. Like I'm, I'm going to speak to my, my most recent pregnancy. It's my baby here is four months old. So I feel like it's easier to speak to this one and how amazing it was because I, I do feel this was probably my, my ease, most useful um, postpartum experience. And yes, Jose was working from home. It made it a lot easier. So we, every day we would go for a walk together during his lunch hour. And it was a very simple way for us to connect, to gaze into each other's eyes, <laughs> to, to hold hands and sort of feel like we were on a date in the middle of the day. And I know that's very simple, but it was very transformative that those hours combined day after day through my whole pregnancy really did help bring us to a point of like real understanding and our communication got very clear about what our expectations were for one another in the postpartum time. And we focused a lot on how we wanted it to feel. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think Jim and I had a a different version of that, but it was, it was a lot of like, cause it was our first children. First children. Um, I know it's so funny because you, you became a parent to two at once. Yeah. And like, and you know, so like, whatever, 15 years after you or something, like after your first yeah. kid. Um, so my Jim and I have been together for, you know, going on, I think 17 years. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, 15 years in, we've got our families growing from two to four. And there was a lot of, like, uh, there was a grieving process that came with that of like, Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. It's like, yeah, nobody speaks to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and this is a thing that I think we don't give ourselves enough space to really process the change Mm -hmm. that this is like, everybody wants the baby, want the baby, want the baby, but there's not space a lot of the time to think about what that really means. And there's, Mm -hmm. there is a grieving process. I've grieved my relationship. I've grieved my work. I've grieved my creativity. I've grieved my alone time, my space. Like, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Your maiden too. My maidenhood. Yeah, totally. How things were like, we had this sweet relationship, this closeness, this intimacy between us and yeah, it's going to shift. And we were very aware of that. And I think there was a lot of sadness and and fear of like, what, what's that going to look like? You know, we love like, just like going to, I just like love like pillow talk, like going and yeah. laying in bed and just like, let's just talk. Let's be silly. Let's have sex. Let's do whatever, but let's like go lay in bed together and have this time together. And I'm like, that's going to look very different with two mm-hmm. new babies. And who knows when, you know, we had both of the babies in the bed with us. We had like, you totally. know, so anyways, it was like a process of like, of grieving that. And I remember, cause Catherine was my doula, one of my doulas. Um, I remember <laughs> us talking about that of, mm-hmm. and almost feeling silly about that. She was like, no, like this is, a, this is a thing. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah. so it's normal that I feel something I wanted so bad also I feel like is going to get in the way of 
something that is so important to me, which is my relationship. So mm-hmm. that in itself, nurturing that and, and creating space for that, I think is really, is really part of the preparation to intentional postpartum. Yeah. And I feel that it's quite common for that piece, which is, I, from my perspective, is a pretty big piece for that to be forgotten. And a lot of people kind of just rush in. I mean, you have these nine months, but it does go by quick. And they're like, we'll just see how it happens. Oh, that, that would never be us. We're so connected. There's no way that this is going to throw us off. And I feel like it can be very damaging to your relationship. If you don't speak to it, don't talk to how, how it is going to change and shift and Mm. allowing yourself to have a space of grief and letting go of what was, because it will never be the same. And I think being able to speak to, speak to it, right. And like name it and then speak, tell, like speak it out loud with your partner and share, like, what are those fears? And Jim, that's something that Jim and I did. And we wrote out things separately and then we came together and we shared and it was really powerful. And there was a, there was a big grieving um, when we really started to come together and do this, but I think it opened up a lot in our partnership just in general. And I think made us stronger parents right from the beginning, you know, because I, we felt like we got each other's back. We understand that things are shifting and we're going to be there to weather the storm together. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's like so much more than who's going to change the diaper, you know, like it's like that because that can cause conflict too. (laughs) And, but it's so much deeper and so, and nuanced the, the things that come up um, when baby is born that, that you may not be sort of recognizing or feeling into. Um, right. One of the things, those oops. conversations are important too, though. Yeah. Can I just say like one of the things <laughs> of that I think is kind of hilarious now is like one of the things was like, the babies are going to take attention away from me. Like that was <laughs> literally a thing yes. that came up that I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a spoiled brat. I'm going to be a <laughs> terrible mother for having these feelings. But like, but what about yeah. And, it, but it's a valid thing, especially totally valid, right. And every time you add a new member to the family, it's like, there's, there is going to be a time where there's going to be less time for you. Exactly. Cause I mean, clearly we've had some alone time. I have four kids. Yeah. <laughs> so don't let people who tell you that you're never going to have sex again. Don't let them get into your head. Cause you will, you will Just look to Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> it just may not be in your bed if you yeah. baby share like or bed share like I do um you get creative um but it does happen <laughs> but okay I want to speak to this because this is this is serious yeah right I literally had somebody who found out I was having twins call me up because she also had twins and I didn't actually know her too too well but she started telling me all of the things that were going to happen. Like, you're never going to have sex again. Like say goodbye to your marriage and just, you know, this is the projection of frustration and stuff that we pass down. And this is a whole other episode. So I don't even like want to go into this, but one of the things that you need to prepare for intentional postpartum is your boundaries, Mm. setting those boundaries and learning to tune out the energy that isn't yours and the projections like 
I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Like not mine, not mine, not mine. I'm creating a different experience and believe that you will create that experience. Yes. And that was the essence of what I carried within me of like, I'm not going to let you tell me how my experience of postpartum is going to be. I am not letting my children ruin my relationship, ruin my sex life, ruin my career. No, it's going to be different. Totally. And for me personally, I mean, I've been with Jose for 20 years and I can say that our children have actually brought us even closer together, has brought a deeper purpose to our relationship and intentionality to it. So fuck that narrative. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, but no, no. And maybe our, our parents' stories were different. Maybe, maybe our, we've heard things happen differently to our friends or, or loved ones, but that doesn't mean you can have, you can't have a different experience. Mm -hmm. So fuck that narrative. Just want to say that again. Yeah. (laughs) No. Amen. Preach, preach it. (laughs) Seriously though. I mean, we, I, I, this is definitely going to be another episode, just that whole culture and how we actually do fuck the narrative of that because it's so toxic. So boundaries are really important. That's honoring our emotions. How else can we honor our emotion, our emotional body in the postpartum time? What is something that helped you like ground yourself in that swirly wild energy of, of nourishing and nurturing two babies? So it's hard for me to like break it down into like categories, but one thing that I did was I really connected with my body and I I did do Mm. this through like, you know, it was really easy for me to like cut out sugar and I, my diet totally got cleaned up and I felt like I was just really in my feminine energy Mm. and I let myself be in that, um, self-intimacy, um, you know, pleasuring myself. Like I, I was a very, like, I was very sexual, like in my pregnancy, like I just had this rush of connecting to myself in this way. I I don't think, I mean, I've always been a very sexual person, but there was something very different about this was like love. This was like deep love for myself, for my body, gratitude. And it, this, I think connected me to my spiritual body. Mm -hmm. It connected me. It sprouted from my physical body, connected me to my spiritual body, and then overflowed into the emotional body. Yes. So, right. Like <laughs> nothing over here. <laughs> so I will say like, get intimate with yourself, love yourself, look at this beautiful body, this vessel and what it's doing and what it's creating and birthing into the world and see yourself as that queen. And I don't know how I did it. I just, I did it by meditation. I did it by again, like just really listening to my body and being in the feminine energy and it just, I just sort of allowed things to flow. I just allowed things to flow. And you had brought that up. Like this is intentional postpartum. When you said, this is a place where we really get to, this isn't a doing phase. This is a being phase, right? Yes. And giving ourselves permission, allowing ourselves to be and not do 
I feel like that is so difficult for us in our masculine world where that patriarchy again, you know, yeah. like seeping into this, like, well, how can I do postpartum the best way? How can I, how can I get all of this done? And it's like, well, no, I've talked to so many clients and friends who have this long to-do list in their, in their uh, maternity leave. They're like, oh, I have all this time off. I'm gonna read all these books and do it. And then they have the baby and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even think I brushed my teeth today. And it's very, it can be really off-putting, especially if you are someone who is an entrepreneur or is used to getting a lot done, hustling in your business, you know, um, that type of energy just does not mesh well with the postpartum time like this is a time to let that shit go and just be in yourself connecting with your body coming back to it connecting with mother earth that is a big piece of of how I had that continuum through pregnancy into postpartum Mm -hmm. I was very intentional about resting in my postpartum time but I also was intentional about getting outside in nature So if I did go for a walk, that was the only thing that I did that day was Mm. got outside, had my feet on the ground, really made sure that that was a part of my every day. And I feel like that really anchored me in back into myself. I mean, we probably mention this almost every single podcast, (laughs) but there is like, there's nothing like that medicine for any ailment really is getting out in nature and and giving your shit (laughs) giving your emotional crap your your extra energy to mother Gaia because she can hold us through this she can and she wants to Mm -hmm. like let's start using her the way it was intended for us to use her instead of abusing her the way that we as humans have become accustomed to But I mean, I really feel like pregnancy is that invitation, right? To come back into the um, sacredness of the body and the wisdom that's within the body because Mm -hmm. our spiritual selves, our emotional, our mental bodies, it's all connected to the physical body because we're humans and because we're here. And so every, anything that reminds you of your your humanness, you know, that reminds you of the sacredness of this life that we have. And like, that's what it is. And being out in nature in whatever capacity you can do that, even if it's just like going outside and looking up at the sky in the morning and or taking a big, deep breath of fresh air or admiring your ficus that you have in your living room, like whatever it is, is connecting to it in whatever way that you can and remembering where your roots are. Exactly. And I think that's so important to say is that it doesn't have to look like a, a long hike or, or, yeah. or, or, or an ocean swim. It can be as simple as opening your window and putting your hand out and feeling the rain, especially when it comes to um, the recovery part of the, the postpartum time. It, you may not be up for going for a walk as well and and that sort of leads into my biggest the only thing you get out of this podcast well there's a few really good gems that we've already spoke to to be honest but one of the 
the main pillars that I feel honors all, I mean, all three, the physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies is rest, intentional rest. Yeah. And I hear you mamas that are listening to this. <laughs> How do I rest when this baby needs so much from me? But making the only thing that you have to do is nurturing your baby. And that is it. And that is a lot. Um, but really resting as much as you can. Sometimes that looks like laying in bed and breastfeeding and closing your eyes, you know, or having your partner take the, the feed and you just going and laying in your bed. And if, if your baby's getting a bottle, you know, like getting, getting horizontal as often as you can that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be sleeping <laughs> well, I love being horizontal <laughs> I'm like oh I should have another baby just so I can like be just horizontal get, more get horizontal. <laughs> well and it's and I know like our culture our western culture really doesn't honor this in the right way um that that first 40 days um are really important for you to be as restful as possible. And so this is when the postpartum preparation comes in, like making sure that you have figured out where you're going to get your meals from meal prepping. There's some great like websites to create a meal train, like those kind of things, like food is really important and finding any way that you can be resting. Yeah. I love the meal prepping is sorry if you guys can hear the banging around my the the baby elephants are up. <laughs> um Jim and I had we prepared 40 we had over 40 frozen like homemade meals in our deep freeze by the time the babies came. It was mainly like dinners but there was lots of soups and stuff for lunches. So uh Jim he had you know whatever three months off and that was really wonderful those first three months um but yeah just like the least amount that you can do and for him it was like easy like no brainer like take whatever is out of the freezer heat it up that's what we're having of course I was horizontal and he would bring me the food so that's how it should go (laughs) but I love that and I want to speak to like this this is like you can't say oh my god I'm gonna start a diet Not that I'm encouraging diets, but I'm going to start a diet and I'm starting tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and then you open your fridge and you don't have anything for the diet Yeah, and it's loaded still with the same old crap that you had. So this is like the pregnancy to postpartum, early postpartum. It's like you got to, you use those nine months to prepare as much as possible. So just to kind of recap, it's like the boundaries, self-intimacy, intimacy with your partner, communication, connecting to nature, rest, learning how to rest. What does rest look like for you? If you don't aren't yeah. a restful person like me, what the fuck does that look like? Because you can't just yeah. get out, you know, run swinging, run start running out of the gates out of pregnancy or yeah, out of pregnancy, out of birth, and then expect to know what to do. And then meal prepping is that last one I wanted to say. So if you're starting this before you are going to be so set up in those first 40 days, yeah. so get out your pen. I want to like see you guys writing <laughs> with my ears and write those, whatever, six, seven things down, because this is what's going to set you up. And I'm totally. sure there's some other pieces we're missing, but like 
these are really key. I also want to mention that birth for everyone doesn't necessarily leave the body feeling like they've been hit with a truck by a truck. I just want to mention that because, mm-hmm. because uh, that is a narrative that we also have. You may actually go through the birth process and feel amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how your birth unfolds. I've had four different experiences and my body has felt different all four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had a baby at 21 and I've had my last baby at 38. Honestly, this may surprise you listening. Um, Melissa already knows, but my, my, my baby at 38, I felt amazing. Like the, the baby I just had four, four months ago, Cora, I'm baby wearing her right now. I actually hardly felt like I gave birth within about 48 hours after my experience. Eventually I'm going to be sharing my, my story on, on the podcast um, because it's a, it's quite an amazing experience uh, that I do want to share, but it feels so sacred that I'm not quite there yet. Um, however, I did not feel like I was hit by a truck. I actually felt amazing. I felt vital and that my, my bones didn't, didn't take very long to shift back into place. Like it was a very amazing experience. However, I rested the most after her birth than I have out of all of my, like all of my births. Yeah. This postpartum was my most restful postpartum. I spent the first eight weeks mainly horizontal (laughs) and that may blow your mind because like, how did I do that when I have four kids and homeschool and we moved (laughs) as well? Um, Yeah, it took a lot. And it, it also meant that I needed more support from Jose than I ever have before. And it took a lot of intention in terms of like the meal planning part, um, I hope to speak to that more in this space about shifting our narratives when it comes to our bodies and and our experiences, because it doesn't always have to be this negative thing. And I feel that sometimes it can be easy for us to take on those external beliefs, to take on society's point of view Mm -hmm. and have that, um, and have this experience of like almost trauma bonding with others. Yeah. And I found like, I've, I'm finding that I'm actually censoring myself on my, on my birth Instagram because I've had such a positive experience. I don't want it to come across like I'm shaming others for maybe their, their negative experience. And at the same time, I feel like this story is a val- really valuable one to share mm-hmm. because it does sort of open open our eyes to a yeah to a different way of being well I'm glad you brought that up too because that was certainly I felt that as well I mean my birth was different than yours with Cora um and I did have more of a recovery process because I I hemorrhaged and I had to get two blood transfusions. I mean, I had a really beautiful birth, don't get me wrong. And I will also share my, my tale at some point, but um, I did have a longer, you know, recovery, but I also felt incredible, like emotionally, mentally, like it was different than what I had been told. And so I think this like deflecting external beliefs 
and creating the the boundaries around that, around like what you let in and other people's projections of what birth is like, what this is like, what that is like, and really deciding for yourself. This is another one, write it down, deciding what you desire Mm. for things to be like, because you can, you, you might have an emergency belly birth or a C-section, um, yeah. as Catherine calls it, that might happen, but you also get to decide how it's, how it's going to go for you. Like how you are going to move yourself, lead yourself through the aftermath of it. How are you going to yeah. support yourself? And, and how are you going to integrate the experience and, and come through the experience rather than it feel like it's something that happened to you like how can you yeah I mean oh that's such a good one oh my goodness integration like integration after the birth integration Mm -hmm. of your pregnancy integration of the birth integration of those first 40 days and like constantly figuring out how to integrate this profound spiritual emotional experience that has taken over your entire energetic field Yes. And doing this is going to create this intentionality around each phase. It's like, I feel like postpartum and and early motherhood, it's like, it's, it's one day at a time. It's like one step at a time. And it's, I feel like the integration piece is so huge. So having somebody, this is where it comes, you know, I had Catherine and Jasmine when I was in my pregnant, in my pregnancy amongst other practitioners and healers. And then in my postpartum, I had Catherine, I had Jasmine and Catherine for the first bit. And then Catherine was with us. We had our family therapist. We had our people there who could help with integration, who could help hold a space of integration. It's so important. And then, yeah, like I had this experience of shame as well of like, I can't share this positive experience that I had in my postpartum because people are going to think I'm too cocky. They're going to think I'm full of myself. They're going to think I was, of course, this is me projecting (laughs) that onto other people, but I'm still kind of figuring out how to carry myself with that and, and be like, actually, this was what my experience was. I'm still human and things still are shitty at some, at times but I had a really fucking positive experience and more of us need to be around those positive stories because it shows us what's possible when we ditch the old narrative and create the new one. Yeah. But you got to decide that you're going to have the experience that you want to have. And it might look different. It might look different than, you know, you might decide that this is how your birth is going to go and it can go a totally different way. That's okay. Yeah. That is one thing that I love to speak to with my clients is that there is, there's only so much we can control. And, and the most important part is discerning what we have control of, what we have a little bit of control of and what we don't have control of. At the end of the day, we actually don't have that much control about how our birth is going to unfold. We have, we, we do have control over the environment to some extent and, and the people that are with us and, I mean, I could go on, but when it comes to our our postpartum, we actually have a lot more control. Mm -hmm. We, we do get to control how that feels in, in how we, we create the supports for us Mm -hmm. to hold us through that. And I do recognize that both Melissa and I are speaking from a, a place of privilege in, in that we, 
we had the spaciousness for our partners to be home with us. And we know, and, and I, I can actually speak to that directly. I did have my first postpartum experience. My husband was on the other side of the country one week postpartum for many months. So I, I do have that lived experience as well. So please note that this, that this hasn't been, um, my journey hasn't been all roses with every single birth and, and postpartum time. There are definitely limitations for some folks that may be tuning in. And what I hope that you can glean from this conversation are some tools that can help make that transition a little bit more useful. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's something that you choose how you, how you integrate these pieces. Uh I think, okay, yes, there was spaciousness to have maybe more rest and, but I think, you know, that was my experience. Your experience might be, you might choose for it to look very different. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that my way is the right way or that your way is the right way. It's like, you have your experience. How does rest look for you? Rest Mm -hmm. for me didn't, I was moving. We were moving cities. We were moving from a two bedroom to a house in the middle of a pandemic and selling and buying. And I was huge and we're going through renovations. And at the same time, creating space for rest, for self-intimacy, self that was a weird way I said that, um, <laughs> you know, connection with my partner, integration, all of these pieces, but it probably looked very different than Catherine's, right? So mm-hmm. yes, there's an element of privilege there and your story gets to look very different and you can integrate these pieces. It just is a matter mm-hmm. of how you do it. Totally. It might Get look that. like only five minutes a day. Cool. Yeah. Great. Consistency and dedication and devotion to your practices and to the experience you want to have is what will create this intentional postpartum period. Yes. And that is, that is our overarching feeling that we want to come through is, is the intention. Don't just wing your postpartum time, bring intention to it so that the things that come up that you don't have control over, you're able to handle with more, peace within because Mm. you're you've been intentional about the things you do have control yeah absolutely and then just speaking to the like longer postpartum period you know I think we've been really focused in on pregnancy and the prep and then you know the earlier postpartum period but like if you're a year in or two years in or three years in or four babies in I feel like each one of these points that we've spoken to are still things that you can take an audit of because mm-hmm. this is also what is going to create intention in your life in general. Yes. So bringing, tightening up your boundaries, knowing what those are, creating a beautiful relationship with yourself and your body, self-intimacy, pleasure, connection with yourself, connecting to nature, rest, partnership meal prepping, um, knowing how, what's yours and what's not yours, deflecting those external energies and belief systems, integrating your experience, asking for support, knowing who your village is that you can turn to. These are pillars to intentionality in general. So, Mm -hmm. so whether again, 
you're right. You're just fresh, new mom out of birth, like great. And if you're, you're farther down the road, these are things that you get to come back to and revisit over and over again. I know for myself personally, (laughs) I, I was telling, I feel like this was like a recent revelation of like, we really prepared ourselves and like things went swimmingly for probably the first nine, 10 months of postpartum. Of course, again, imperfections, breakdowns, crappy, crappy nights and all sorts of stuff happening within that. But overall, mastitis, tears, tears, (laughs) coming over and me being like, oh my God. Yeah. We want to make sure that we are showing that there is, there are some shadows that, that did come up for both of us in these experiences as well the shadow is there anybody who tells you that anything is perfect is a fucking liar yeah and has no (laughs) business here because the shit is still in there but again when you're bringing this these these pillars and this intention you're creating a foundation for yourself that can move through this with more ease more love and compassion for yourself and those around you and your children and more self-alignment, more self-alignment and quicker to come back into alignment. Yes. Right. When you fall off, it's like Catherine would come over and I would be like, there were times where I'm like, Oh my God, like I have another infection. I have a mastitis again. And the baby isn't sleeping and this baby is doing this. And I'm just like, I feel like, Oh my God. And then I have this beautiful support because I'm surrounded by somebody who can hold a space for me and who can give me the reflexology and the, the ear and the, the love for me to just like be who I am and move through that. And then she leaves and I feel like a different person. And that would have been very different if I didn't maybe have that support or I didn't have somebody else. Right. And the reassurance that this will pass. So if you're tuning into this and you are in one of those phases, like, please know that wherever you are, and unfortunately, even if it's going really well, <laughs> this too will pass. So it's back yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and this is why it's good because this was my yeah. original point was you you keep revisiting this. Totally. Right? And, and I would say the yeah. last, you know, four months or whatever, how, I don't know how old my baby, I can't do math right now, but I would say like the last few months have been a, a different energy than the first several. And I've had to keep coming back more frequently to this intention setting and working on different pieces of this. Like how many times have Jim and I gone through our meal prepping? Okay. Mm -hmm. This isn't working. We need to try something else because we both need nourishing food. The babies eat a ton. We need to no, okay, let's go back to the drawing. No, let's go back to the drawing. Okay, no, let's go back to the drawing board. How many times do we have, have we had a counseling session with our counselor because our relationship has felt a little bit rocky because we're both navigating this different point in parenthood. And so, okay, now we're needing our, our therapist a little bit more and I'm needing individual sessions. He's needing individual sessions. We're needing our partnership sessions. And so beautiful, keep coming back to it. Don't give up and just be incorporating, tweaking these pieces until you find that smooth sailing again. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do anything, that's where the collapse happens. Yeah. And then you're rebuilding a foundation because the foundation wasn't there to begin with. And that's a lot. And that's very, very difficult to do. Yeah. Again, speaking from personal experience as someone who has rebuilt the foundation of my 
my family before. It's work. It's, it's hard work to do. It's possible, but you can definitely prevent the cracks and the, the crumbling of your foundation if you bring some intentionality to, to everything that we've spoken to today. Yeah. So how do we distill this down to a beautiful uni code? There's something about these pillars that we've been exploring. Yeah. So it's honoring the masculine honoring. process of planning and moving through the hard work oh, to allow our feminine to flourish we need the container to hold us being intentional about creating the container to hold us so we may flow in our feminine during our postpartum time it's embracing the masculine container yeah embracing embracing the, embracing Ooh, the yes. foundation of the masculine so that we can really be in our feminine flow yes <laughs> this is our new thing <laughs> and this, but this is how you rebirth your your feminine i think this is like mm-hmm. the rebirth of the deep dark feminine yes this is the rebirth of learning to be chef's kiss Mm, 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 mm. so good so rich (laughs) right yeah thanks for tuning in today and yeah i'm I'm looking forward to to hearing uh what our community has to say in response to, to this conversation because i know that there's a lot of wisdom out there yeah let us know, is there a pillar that we missed? Mm-hmm. And let us know what pillar, just one, that you are going to open yourself to mm-hmm. just a little bit more. Yeah, regardless of where you are in your journey right now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I this just popped in right before we're leaving. But, like, if you if you did make it to the end of this and you don't have kids, maybe you don't want kids or you don't have kids yet, This is so good for you to know for the women in your life who are pregnant or will be pregnant um, to know how we can really support them. So knowing these foundations. Yeah. And I think it's also important to, for everyone listening to that, regardless if you end up with a baby at the end of a pregnancy, that you also do go through a postpartum time. Yeah. And I, and we will be speaking to that in a in a future episode. Know that that you can be held as well, and or if you know somebody that has gone through a loss, yeah, that you that you can show up for them as oh. as they are in a postpartum time. That gives me like chills because all of this is so important. Again, boundaries, self love connection to nature, rest, partnership, meal prepping, you know, integrating your experience when you've gone through somebody who's gone through miscarriages before. Um, and there's other ways that we might move through a loss. Um, this is so important. There's a, a, a postpartum period for all of this. So thank you for sharing that. Um, all right. We're actually hopping off now. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this Yoni Code. 
If this episode moved, inspired, or flat out entertained you, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars or share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni Code together.